Welcome back to Dice and Salt. I'm Lady Toast. And I'm Lord Richter. Today we have episode 92, Trouble Down Under. I guess uh, we can start off by saying this is a almost entirely combat-based episode, so... <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm gonna start with the quote that came to this on on Patreon, which is "This ain't one of your mama's ghouls. This is one of them special ghouls with the burrowing <laughs> and the spells and the general dickishness." <laughs> ghouls are all about dickishness. I mean, they got the "I touch you and you're frozen in place" thing going on. In order to be special, it has to be a lot more specific dickishness. Yeah, this one's got spells. Well, yeah, but let's see what he does with it. I mean, one hungry earth does not, you know, make a deal here. Yeah, I mean, especially when the party basically gets out of it with almost no problem. A little bit of issue with mechanics, but for the most part, uh, yeah. So I guess it kind of opens up with the party, well, apparently trying to be eaten alive by the earth. But Teoboth casts D- Dimension Door, I'm pretty sure is what he used. Yes. It was a Dimension, dimension Door. And he basically pulls everyone out of harm's way, which is nice. But he technically doesn't have enough, uh, I don't know what you call it, levels to, to pull that many people. Yeah, well, Dimension Door has a capacity, right. for lack of a better word. I think it's uh, take three your level and divide it by three. Yeah. So Or or whatever formula it has, like one plus this or something. I don't know. Pathfinder doesn't make it simple. Of course not. But uh, yeah, it has some kind of capacity, and technically he did not have the capacity to do it. Although, I was reading on the forums, and I did hear in the episode that the, and Alex made this note, the CMD is a 20 to break right. out of this, and Elksy has an unmodified plus 13 to her CMB. And so. I believe the first combat roll she makes in the episode was a natural 20. And since a CMB roll or CMD roll is a combat roll, I believe the 20 always succeeds rule applies, which means she would have broken out. So had she had to stay, everything was was there that she would have rolled and would have made it. And she didn't need a lot to roll anyway, so... So it's a little hand-wavy, but it's fine. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's not bad. It's actually not bad considering the considering some of the hand waves we've had like the everyone gets restoration according to my monk abilities <laughs> oh wait i wasn't supposed to do that <laughs> yeah it's all right you know i i noticed that matt changed his uh name on the discord chat so that he's finally caught up with his current character so i yeah, guess he missed we don't... two of them well, he, that's right. Uh, but I was going to say, I guess he won't be sent packing this particular character for this particular mistake. So guess not. I guess he. It can't built be this that one. egregious because Alex got rid of the the monk right away. He tossed that sucker. He said, "Nope, not dealing with that crap." <laughs> and I don't care whether Matt yep. says what anybody says it was. I'm calling it Alex throwing him out. <laughs> Very well, could have been. Who knows? But uh, yeah, I guess uh, it's mostly combat. Well, I think the the. This combat was a little different from what we've had the past, I don't know, five or six episodes because I noticed that one, there was a lot more teamwork and a lot more. That's true. They were really, they really were working a lot better together. Oh yeah. A lot better. I mean, noticeably better. It got everybody out with the D door, mm-hmm. I- ignoring what we've already discussed. And then we set up, we're going after the ghoul and bam, okay, you're going to choke on four swarms of centipedes. And that's, which is disgusting and gross and yep, and yep but yeah they they left it up to the one person who could pretty much deal with all of them all at once which was yeah. smart our genus so that they could still go after with the area of effect they i mean everything about this is them handling it and 
keeping it up. And through the whole fight, they keep up the coordination and the teamwork and the making choices that, you know, are paying attention to what their companions are doing and then laying down the right kind of fire to take the threats out. And it was just really good. Really good. Yeah. Uh, We did learn that this ghoul isn't necessarily from the AP. The ghoul itself might be, but it's definitely been beefed up by our, uh, you know, one and only Cam. That's right, Cam. Cam did some design on this. It, yeah, they did a they did a really good job. It, it's <laughs> they did <laughs> it definitely feels they like did. a hard fight. It was uh, it was very clever. the The brewing was really good. It added a new uh, well, like I said, I added kind of an old flavor, but also the tactical choices with uh, Hungry Earth. The I forget the name of the swarm one. Descending Doom was that it? Descending Doom, Creeping um, Doom, Creeping Doom. And then uh, the tar spell at the end was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a really good combo to kind of throw down together. You hit him with the hungry earth and get him trapped, and then you hit him with the tar pit so that they're stuck and taking fire damage. <laughs> oh yeah, no well, suffocation, the fire damage, all of it to control the battlefield. Mm-hmm. It was it was really uh, really effective. I mean, I'm glad yeah. the guys overcame it, but very effective bad guy right there. Cam definitely knows what they're doing when they when they build monsters so yeah i one of my favorite moments was they're talking about disintegrate and joe says tell me what disintegrate does again and matt goes fuck ton of damage and all i could think was strangely this is exactly how the designers described disintegrate when they sold the spell at you know way back when they're all what's it do a fuck ton of damage we'll take it it's yeah. in the game <laughs> Yeah, it's it's one of those uh, multi-gate spells. You got to pass a couple checks to get it off, but uh, if you do, it hurts a lot. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's a uh, it's a painful one. Mm-hmm. And I There's love the targeting selection like on the disintegrate. He's got Elksy right oh, there. Oh yeah, Elksy's right oh, there, yeah. and, and Nick's like, "Whoa, you got no good targets on this one." <laughs> and then like, you know, well, no, it's I'm going to go for the one that's being the most troublesome, the one that could pose the most threat, or the one that is posing the most threat, because he can't see Utrid at the moment. Oh, right, right, couldn't see Utrid because he's uh, used the greater invisibility, I think. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't know that he's standing right there, despite the fact that Utrid gets a pretty decent hit in. He still rolls his concentration check to get the disintegrate off, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, that was pretty, pretty beefy, pretty scary. Yeah, it was a good fight. It was a lot of fun. I don't have a whole lot to say because I don't really want to just go over the whole fight. Yeah, because hey. uh, we're kind of at the end of the notes. <laughs> I guess we should mention Elksy gets poisoned at one point, so they're probably going to have to deal with that. Not that it's going to kill her, she just may end up being pretty badly damaged. Wait, who's damaged? Elksy. Oh. She got poisoned. That's right, that's right. The the poison damage was, was pretty common. Yeah, it was like four, four, and one. <laughs> so I just, <laughs> I had this mental image of this elk running around this wall of thorns and just like drunk. <laughs> just, I'm going to get you. <laughs> yeah. That, that's really on point there. Yeah, no, it it, it is. It was... <laughs> it made me laugh quite a bit well yeah especially the idea of uh you know uh not walking so straight mm, just stumbling around struggling around right <laughs> which i don't think even if uh i mean even if you take her out of the dimension door at the beginning and she makes the save rather than makes a save rather than an attack or not save but makes the cmb check rather than an attack roll she still ends up poisoned everything else you know still plays out the same yeah. She still ends up poisoned. She still ends up in that drunken state or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, it's a, it just, she has no dexterity, so. Yeah. Yeah, that was, 
God, at least she's uh, she's nine down. <laughs> that was funny. Oh, nine points down. Holy smoke. I didn't realize yeah. it was that much. I mean, I knew it was pretty good, but I guess I wasn't wasn't keeping enough of a mental count. Yeah, it was a four, a four, and a one. Good God. What yeah. a beat down. Holy <laughs> hell. I mean, even if she's got a 20 in deck, she's, she's at one and 11. She's effectively zero. Yeah, it's like you take the Flash's speed and all that stuff away from him, and he's like, I'm reaching for a cup. <laughs> <laughs> oh darn although alex did say that she'd switched over to using her strength modifier to attack with rather than her decks which is that something you can do you can just switch modifiers to to fight with uh depends on if you have i think it's weapon finesse and if you're using a mm-hmm. finesse weapon for most folks for monsters it might be a little different i'm not sure hmm. all right um I'd have just to, curious because I just yeah. I heard him say that and I'm just like I wasn't aware that was a thing because I know there are feats that you can get that say you can use your you know decks in place of your strength but I didn't realize that that would give you an I didn't think that would give you the option to revert back I thought it just switched it over uh well if it says you may or can then yeah you could switch back okay so that maybe so so you'd have to check there. you'd have would to be s- my guess you have to see what the language is if it if it's may okay. or can you don't have to it's just typically you why would you want to use the alternative is the well, is the thing in situations where you're poisoned and losing decks uh, apparently <laughs> uh, although I think uh, some of the animals I th- and some of the other critters in the bestiary I think they get some of that for free like i think they get to use Mm. either you know whichever one is better is the idea but i don't know 100 on that and i've not used them and had that happen like i'm using a dex and then suddenly their dex goes into the dumpster due to some effect and then i go ah well okay i can do this use strength so i don't don't know um all right well maybe maybe we can find out from alex or something i don't know yeah we can bug somebody i'm sure we know people some of us indeed and then they got a level us and I felt I, I felt really good about the level up on this, especially after this the extra coordinated combat. I was like, "There we go." Yeah, it felt like a, a good reward yes. for yeah, for a really really good one. Combat well well done. Yeah. So and it wasn't. I guess this makes them thirteenth level. Uh, no, twelfth makes them twelfth. Twelfth. Ooh, that's uh, what I believe I heard. Yes. All right. And then I think also in the chat in the inspired spoilers i think matt dropped that he's yeah now we're 12 now or something or maybe that was early access maybe it's early access sorry probably (laughs) there's all kinds of fun stuff in here today yeah yeah i don't know i i thought i read it i read it somewhere matt dropped it they were that made him 12th level because they were 11th before i believe if memory serves all right oh i think yeah i think you're right there 12 because we were talking about um i'm gonna i'm gonna screw up our genius yes Using his his point into uh, intelligence to get the extra skill rank. Ah, uh, yes, and then he'll get twelve extra skill ranks. Well, that uh, that was Randolph yep. we were talking about, not our genus. See, I told you I'd screw it up. I can't. I can't keep him straight. And even listening to it at normal speed, I'd still get it wrong. Well, you've listened to it at normal speed <laughs> one time so far. One time. I mean, their voices sound different at normal speed. You got to go more than one time. <laughs> I mean, that's like, you know, you listen we'll, to, we'll to, the, to Alvin and the Chipmunks over and over and over, and then you play one of the songs they cover at normal speed and go, oh, that sounds different. The Chipmunks do they sound do. different. They all sound they're up, different. They're up at a much higher speed. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, I, I guess. I don't know. I just, I, I, I have, I can't, I know Nick plays Uhtred, and I know Matt t- plays Teoblith. But Tom, and, Joe, and Nick, or, or well, Tom and Joe are completely Tom, Joe, and Nick. Yeah, and, and I, I just... Yeah, I, I I don't know. 
my brain just did you have this problem with scram and uh, uh cheryl I, I I had a problem not with with Cheryl and another character. I had a problem remembering which character was actually being played at the time. Because I was like, is this... Oh, by Joe? Yeah. Because I'm like, is this... Because they were all kind of the same character? Uh, kind of. <laughs> I mean, I was like, which which mask is this? Is this the helmet? No, he's dead. Is this shield? No, I think he's dead too. Oh, uh, but then you got... But then the, the twist was Cheryl was a mask hunter, not a mask. Right, right. I just, I had a, I'm not good with keeping my own characters straight, so it's, it's just me. Nice. <laughs> All right. Well, I, uh, do you have anything else? No, I think it's, it, you know, the combat was pretty straightforward. And like I said, we, they, we had constructive things to say outside of it mm-hmm. without going through play by play, really, yeah. in order. And I guess normally this would end up being a, a fairly short episode, except Nick's here. So I guess we can, uh, we can go talk to Nick. All right, let's do it. It was interesting. Uh, we do a countdown when we record, like Kucher does it, and we do three, two, one, go. Yeah. I always get confused on that, so I, I make sure whenever I'm going to do a countdown to say when I want to do the thing. Because sometimes people are like, well, is, is it on one? Is it on, you know, on right. beat after? So I'm just like, on one, that's what I say. And we do, we, we, we do the countdown because you guys do the countdown. Oh, yeah, okay. we learned that from... Uh, from we, were, yeah. we were doing something um, different. We messed it up a lot. <laughs> that, you, there's five of you. I, that doesn't surprise me. More episodes than I care to admit in Skull and Shackles had to get... Restarted? Stopped and restarted so everyone was together. <laughs> <laughs> and and Luckily, who was the biggest culprit? You? No, Joe, by a mile. Oh, God. <laughs> the number of times Kucher would be like, all right, everybody ready? Everyone says yes, and then Joe, and Kucher will start counting down, and he'll just be like, wait, 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 no, 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 no. Like, I know I said I was ready, but I'm I'm not ready. <laughs> that That doesn't surprise me in the least at all. <laughs> when we were meeting in person, it was like, yeah, so nice, because it was just basically Kucher was like, everybody ready? Yep. Click one button. Right. I guess you guys really... Did you guys stop meeting together before the pandemic? or, or was Yeah, it bef- long before the pandemic. It was when um, I moved to Boston for work. So Oh, that's right. I, that only way to, for me to keep doing it was remote. And then Andrew's car kind of like completely died. So he was like, well, if Nick's already doing it remote... And then I think Joe was like... Oh man, it's so much better to record like you know at, at your place, you know, comfortable and right, and it just kind of slowly devolved into. I think only Tom goes over to Kuchers now, and um, yeah, Talbot goes over when they do when we do War for the Crown, which is uh, I okay. thought it's didn't Monday. Joe move too? Nice, didn't he move away now, from Joe? Joe went to school and then he lived out there after school for like four or five years. But since we started doing the podcast, he's only been in upstate New York. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. Yep. Neat. Him and the wifey bought a house uh, last year, I think, or the year before. Oh, nice. Yeah, well, they just got married last year, right? Uh, or was yeah, that a couple uh, of years it was now? Like, I think it was it's like January something. Is oh, okay. one year yeah. anniversary. Oh, man. Nice. They grow up so fast. We're out here. They do. Giving out people's information. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, that's pretty public knowledge. I don't, I don't <laughs> think Joe would be like, shh, don't tell anybody I'm married. <laughs> no, that's true, I guess. I just thought it was fine. Right, well, wouldn't Joe say something like, shh, remember it's Ralphus Lorenzo that got married? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> if you've ever met 
Joe's wife, that that would not have flown. <laughs> I jo- have not Joe's, met her yet. Yeah, Joe, Joe's wife is uh, does a good job of reeling Joe back into somewhat sane levels. That's a she deserves so much more than she's probably getting at that point. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> so the, much yeah, more praise. The first couple of years when they were dating, we would like you know, go out as a group somewhere and Joe would be, was just being Joe. And she'd look at me and be like, is he for real? I'm like, yo, eating totally not my problem anymore. Have fun with that. Cause I, <laughs> I put in 15 years. Like <laughs> it's always fun to pawn your friends off on their significant others at that point. Yeah, she, she made that <laughs> choice. Like one of my all time favorite stories of mine and Joe's is, uh, the time Joe stranded me on 4th of July. Um, like about 35 minutes north of us is like this summer retreat area on this huge lake called Lake George. And uh, yeah, we went up there for a 4th of July and it resulted in me <laughs> sitting on like a bench at 3.30 in the morning. And I looked at it and was like, well, this might be where I'm spending the night tonight. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He just left you? <laughs> All right. Cliff note versions. Yeah. Started hooking up with a girl at bar Wandered out of bar with her, with her. I'm like, you know, it wasn't that late. It was like maybe midnight-ish. And I was like, yeah, that's my boy. Joe never, ever, ever picks up people. Like, I'm I'm proud friend. <laughs> like, yeah, you go do your thing. I'm just going to chill and have a great time at the bar. And at like mm-hmm. 2.45 when the bar is closing down, I'm like walking out. I'm like, all right, I'll text my, my buddy. Get no response. <laughs> I had like a 20-minute walk to where the car was. I'm like, no big deal. My boy's getting it. Like, I'm, I'm happy for him. This is great, right? Like, <laughs> get all the way. I turned the corner to the street where we parked his car. The car's gone. And I was like, oh, oh boy. And, oh, and no. I, I was more of like, I started getting scared because I was like, man, we were drinking. Like, is he okay? Did he get arrested? Did he like wrap his car mm-hmm. around a tree? Like, I'm like, just... Like, I'm not even mad. I'm just concerned, right? Right. Yeah. That that story deserves its whole... Maybe if you guys come to the uh, the final hangout, I, I can, I'll can i have a, a good time to really lay it out. Sounds fun. I, I will definitely be there for that. Nice. <laughs> I, mean, I was planning to be there anyway. But now you have extra incentives. That's right. Exactly. Maybe we'll just make the whole thing uh, the crazy shenanigans that Joe's dragged me into. Like the time we crashed a <laughs> wedding. Oh, Jesus. Oh my god. That's another good one. <laughs> you know like people have have that friend that just like everybody's got gets you into shit. Everybody's got an asshole friend. And yeah. Joe's yeah, your asshole friend. I don't even think Joe's I don't even think No, no. Richter's he's not really nailing the asshole it. friend. No. He's just he's Oh he is okay. Right okay. There. We used to say growing up that, you know, well he's our yep. asshole. And and by the way, right. I'm I mean I've met Joe. He doesn't I'm feel totally like an asshole. I'm that off of a hot tub time machine cuz they had that friend in there that was all well, crazy. Yeah, Joe is our friend that that was inspired by. He's like, you haven't seen Joe get like inebriated, like really inebriated. When when he's like not sober, he can get assholey. Huh. All right. Not in like a mean way, but just like, dude, are you fucking for real right now? Like, you, you don't say that. <laughs> All right. Uh, I mean, he's he's literally the only one at this point we haven't had on here, and I I, I very much look forward to the. <laughs> Those oh yeah. I, well, unless he's like drinking or something, <laughs> you won't get well, that. Well, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Just story wise, oh, I guess. And th- these were also more in our our youthful days. 
you're not that youthful now. No, nah, we're still you're youthful. youthful. You're, you're I, not I, yet 35. Uh, I, I wrongly. Sh- well, yeah. I part of the reason why I called Axel out on that whole thing was because I'm a big, big, big believer that your prime of life is from like 30 to 75. <laughs> Yeah. So I, I would argue I'm only just barely started the prime. I, I can get behind that. I yeah, can get behind there that. There you go, Alex. I mean, you don't actually, most people don't actually stop growing till like 25 or something. I mean, it's it's marginal growth most of the time in that those later years, but you don't really stop until that about that time in your early 20s. Even I think most people aren't stopping by, I mean, think about it, like your early 20s, you're like, you probably don't have your career well-defined, or even if you know what you want to do, you're just starting it, like, you know, you you don't have kids, you don't have, like, a home, like, you don't really know who you are still, no, totally. like... Everyone's like, oh, your 20s, your 20s. It's like, dude, no, your 20s kind of suck. Your 20s are just a blur of alcohol and partying. It's once you get through that stage, then you really start to, like, do life properly in no, my I opinion. No, I would agree. Oh. I must have missed that thing because I didn't do a whole lot of drinking or anything in my 20s. And I think I've done more drinking in the past year than I did in my entire 20s. You know, it's funny you say that, Toast, because I also didn't drink a lot in my 20s. I've just, like, never been a drinker. Yeah. Give me some weed, though. Hell yeah. <laughs> I was never never that person either. I love smoking. I, I smoke every I, time we record. Well, you know, we, we always used to be able to hear your vape. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can still hear it from time to time. Depends on uh, how lazy Kuchar's feeling about the editing. <laughs> I still can't. I still don't know how he does that with five of you. Um, <laughs> Well, it's not too bad because, like, I'm the emergency editor like when luckily oh, i didn't know that yeah so matt took it on originally because he has a lot, he basically if he has like a holiday or an extra day off during the week there's a delay mm-hmm. in our in him getting the editing done because he's not at work he literally does all the editing at his job oh wow yeah but um like when he was uh had to go in the hospital with covid when we were finishing up skull and shackles i was like doing all the editing while he was recovering when you have multiple chats it's not that much different because you just play them all together and then you know stop when you need to silence something out he went into the hospital was it holy crap yeah it wasn't like uh yes and no like it was he had it bad enough where he did have to go to the hospital but they were pretty much like uh you need some oxygen i think he was only in it for like it was less than a week it was like maybe three to five days people that i know that i were people that i know knew personally that went into the hospital for covid both of them died oh my aunt went in my aunt was really bad when she went to the hospital but she ended up getting better well i'm glad I mean, I'm glad. I just yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very <laughs> oh, glad. Oh man, fucking bastard! No, I, I know what you mean. <laughs> no. um, it, it's crazy how the severity varies so much from person to well, person. Well, and it's it's also I suspect I think Matt had mentioned he was getting the the vaccines and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was actually before that because before any vaccines. When did I? I got the vaccine. Matt went in the hospital uh, right before Christmas. I think he got out either Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Oh, in 2020? And, or I mean uh, 2021? Uh, 2019, 2019. Okay. yeah, because I got my vax two weeks later, and I was the second earliest group because I was a first responder. So it was like, I think it was like elderly and medical professions were group one and then group 
two that they were letting people get it was first responders, school teachers. So he couldn't even get it when he went into. I know the I could get it right away. I was mm. able to get it right away because of uh, diabetes. Ah, yeah. So they had me in there, although. It's not, I mean, mine is, it's just bad, you know, bad habits eating wise is what it's the bulk of that is. Uh, dude, I'm, I'm destined for diabetes. I actually am looking at four <laughs> cinnamon buttons in front of me. Oh, geez. I'm not, I'm not that bad, but I eat terribly. I'm trying to do something about it. Well, it's, it's, Recently, yeah, it's not it's... just the sweets. I mean, it's like if you're a carb heavy, you know, pastas and stuff like that. I yeah, that is, I am. I, that pasta is, is my, pasta ass. is my number one. When I was <laughs> in still a restaurant chef, I ate so bad. Like if I, when I came home, it was like the last thing I wanted to do was cook. So it was like Chef Boyardee, exactly. like oh, God, just yeah. canned shit. Shit I could throw in the microwave and heat up. Like Exactly. You don't want to do your work at all. Yeah. Which is why, you know, you can always tell the mechanics car at a mechanic shop because it's the rattiest looking yep. one out there because he doesn't want to fucking fix it. <laughs> After cooking 500 steaks in a shift, you're just like, I don't want to be anywhere near a stove, grill, or any of that. Uh-uh. I get that completely. So, Oh, man. I guess we should ask you actual podcast questions rather than just yeah. get stories out of you. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to ask me questions. Yeah. We can just hang out and shoot the shit. <laughs> no, it's, it's, that works too. I, I do have one. Okay. That I would like to. What's it like being the new Devoth? Because uh, Ooh, I don't uh, like that seen. title at all. <laughs> not not in character wise, but just in like um, you're you're basically the only one left of the original from when it started at this yeah. point. Yeah. I called it back in book two that you were going to be the survivor, and I'm really hoping that's the case. Uh, I have to but, say, uh, I hope you're right too, because Utrid has, I mean, by miles in 13 to 15-ish years that I've been playing, hands away, my favorite character ever. Um, oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah, and it was funny because, like, when we were kind of first getting into book one, I was making, a, like, a very, very concerted effort, too, to be like, there is no Devoth of this campaign. Like, if you go back and listen to the first few episodes, Uhtred was, like, very much like, well... I'm not going to tell anybody what to do. Like, this is what I'm going to do. But, like, you all have, like, the autonomy and the freedom to be your own right. person. I think that was something that kind of all of us towards the end of Skull and Shackles. And, like, Skull and Shackles kind of forces you into that position. Like, you have a captain and a first mate and the, a quartermaster. Right. So it's like that built-in hierarchy. And that that's very true. I think it just... For Kucher, it was like, you know, it's a lot to every single episode. A lot of times we were like, well, I don't know, Devoth, like just kind of always putting it on <laughs> him to decide. Yeah, I guess that could get very tiring. Yeah, it's just a lot of weight to carry around. And I mean, I think we all saw that Kucher did a great job with it. And Devoth oh, is a fan favorite character, one of my favorite characters. But this, this AP definitely doesn't shoehorn you into that kind of hierarchy but like you were saying with Uhtred being the only like original RC member left yeah it, it has a little of that feel to it yeah I always joke that Elksy's the actual leader of the group but that's just because I find I find that funny <laughs> yeah I think Uhtred's uh, but... still a little bit on the fence of like not as like Elksy got bad intentions or motives, but like he definitely is not sold on a Razni and not sure how much of Elksy's newfound free will is actual free will. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I mean, I don't know. An undead. That's so not like them to just be like, oh, you creature, let me give you free will. 
oh, I, I, I have no doubts that she did it for her own purposes. But like, I don't know, maybe I don't want to call her a unique undead. She she kind of is yeah. in a way. She's, but the, like the thing to remember, she is still the thing to remember evil. is she's at the god level, and as soon as you go up to the god level, right? And this goes back, I think, all the versions back to AD and D. They talk about alignment for gods not as a limitation that the god is only this way. They talk about it as this is how they primarily behave. So it's 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 whereas for a okay. character, a PC, that is, you know, you're lawful good, you got to do things that way. Boom. You're a god and you're a lawful good god. That's how you do things 85, 90% of the time. You know, you're not you know, you're not limited. You're not banned from doing that other stuff. A PC has a much harder time, is supposed to have a much harder time jumping around and doing like chaotic evil-y stuff. Which is I could see fear. that. I guess it's not so much that I think Uhtred's like, oh, she's got an evil alignment as much as it's like what you just said, Richter. Like, it's God level, right? Gods don't just give out like a freebie and a, hey, I was feeling nice today. Like, when they do, when they come down and they mess with the mere mortals... It's like you said, for their own selfish purposes. Well, it, yeah, it's for the yeah, yeah. I would say most of the time, but Every, everything comes with a price, right? Oh, absolutely. I, I would definitely say most of the time, but I think also there's uh, you know there's there's certainly instances where they just do something nice to do something nice. So you think so? I, I think so. I mean, even the Greeks have stories like that. You know, what's the one with the guy and the girl that are the tree, and they're the married couple, and uh, Apollo and Zeus go traveling just to go traveling and they treat Apollo and Zeus really nice because you're supposed, you know, the, the deal is you're supposed to treat travelers nice. That's the supposed to be the norm, you know? So they right. do. And they're, you know, they've got humble fare and all that, but they offer up as much, you know, basically as much as the two want. And then the gods start using their powers to keep it going. Cause they're having such a good time and pleasant conversation. And then they reward them with, you know, whatever they want. And of course they choose that neither should have to live without the other. So when the time comes for them to die, they both turn into trees at about the same, at the same time. Huh, interesting. So it's, I was not familiar I, with that. One. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. I'm not familiar with that. So story. there's, I think some of those things exist where they're doing, you know, they're just doing something nice to do something nice because they encountered somebody nice. But I don't think that it's, um, I certainly don't think it's the norm of the stories, right? I mean, especially with the, right. No. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say so at yeah, all. I, I took Latin for three years in high school. Big mistake. But we <laughs> did a lot of uh, Roman and Greek mythology, and it was pretty unusual for the gods to be anything but raging dicks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, pretty much that's yeah. their that's their kind of their norm state because that's the the Greeks saw them as uh, personifications of of human emotions and and you know they were mm -hmm. they were as ruled by their impulses as people were, but even then more so because they were gods, so they had to be you know bigger, badder. But there you know there are some hmm. at least ones that I have read that are you know they're not bad and then you get yeah there was um one in particular i cannot remember the name but he was like very fond of humans he like gave them fire oh that's and the prometheus. ability to heal that prometheus prometheus yeah. he was a, he was a titan, titan and he titan. was chained to a rock well, titan's stronger than god eh, yes that's debatable because eh. well the gods <laughs> couldn't kill him they were only able to imprison no him. they actually killed uh zeus's father uh yeah i forget the 
the big titan. Did they? Because I'm pretty sure they just sliced him up into tiny pieces and threw him into Tartarus, but he's still technically alive down uh, there. That could be another thing, but they he got taken out-out. Because no, there's no story of him right. ever coming back, and that was Saturn. Um, I don't remember yes. what his... Uh, yes. What his Greek name... Cronus is the Cronus Greek, is the Greek yeah, name. Yeah. So... Yay, Percy Jackson knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so so there's stuff like that. So having a Razni see Elksy as an awakened animal, and, you know, her experience with being yanked out by the... I can't even remember the name of the country. It's not Osirion, but the other one that's ruled by an undead... Geb. 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 So Geb, with the undead god king... Also um, called Geb. Geb. There you go. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> you know, Geb grabbing her remains and then raising her as an undead against her will without giving her the option. And uh, at least as Alex is crafting the story, you know, that's starting even before being bound to go attack Tarba Fawn, whether she wanted to or not. You know, I totally see her saying, you know what, you deserve, you know, this shit happened to me and nobody gave me any ability to, you know, decide my own fate. I'm going to give that to you. And I don't see that as necessarily serving any other purpose of hers. But, you know, then again, it could be exactly as you're saying. It's somehow serving her purpose or it's putting a a card into play or a piece into play that, you know, is going to pay off down the road somehow. How that is exactly, I don't know, but, you know, it could be easily. Well, I I did say maybe like, I don't know, 10 episodes back that I'm calling it right now. We're going to end up having to fight Arasni after Tarbafon. You know how Paizo loves to do the, uh, like, all right, here's the big baddie, and you work your way through all the books to get to him, and then the last book, they're like, just kidding. Actually, this person was the big baddie in the background the whole time. Fight them. <laughs> I'm thinking yeah. they're going to do that with Arasni. Yeah, I haven't. See, I, I, I had a much different theory about it, which was that Arasni ends up in the fight probably in the end of book five i would imagine and she just gets her ass beat and essentially dies again or some something similar and then the pcs are the ones that actually have to end up finishing the job but that's my theory i don't i don't know maybe i, I my other theory is that if tarbafon ends up being like the book six big baddie and that is the final battle the fact that like shards are lodged in our hearts that like put the obols around our hearts um, mm-hmm. and he can do that whole, like, bounce magic back and forth from them. I think the way that we end up taking him down is, like, almost Suicide Bomber style. Like, he tries to do that to us, and we, ex- like, take him with us as we all die together. Would be an interesting way to end the, end the campaign. Mm-hmm. And so, when, when like, the, you know, Skull and Shackles, Tyrant's Grass, and when we do our third AP, we, as players, don't, you know, read into any thing so like everything Mm -hmm. that happens is like uh, you know getting it for the very first time so i have zero idea where this ap is going to actually end on other than at some point we're going to fight the whispering tyrant i mean i've i've looked up other ap's and kind of read through some of them but not like sat down and read the books or anything yeah i haven't even read other ap's yeah i read a few i read through um Giant Slayer and was that the one. first AP that Glass Cannon podcast did? Yes, they did. I've listened. To, I think like the first hundred episodes of that. It's uh, so they're very good at storytelling, but they drag everything out. If I complain about about you guys having combat episodes for like an episode, <laughs> they would and have half, multiple episodes of the same. They would combat. have they would have four episodes of the same combat, and I would literally just put it on like 
3x speed and just blow through it because i just i, I can't i can't <laughs> i just ugh. yeah we're trying to work on toast tolerance very good for storytellers combat. but my god oh, oh i'm aware i i listened to dice and salt thank you sir <laughs> i didn't say that you didn't sir i was just saying we're trying to work on it i uh we're trying to educate I, I, her on how awesome combat can be <laughs> <laughs> i call i called you out toast about that um is it not the last episode we were two two three three episodes ago at the very end right before our sias and freaking kuchar edited it oh out. oh no i was i was like listening to he, he always he edits it and then he like emails us all um the edited version for us to listen to mm-hmm. and i like remembered i was like oh poor I, what did they say oh poor poor toast we had a, a whole episode of combat and we're we started this episode out with combat and he like <laughs> cut that comment out why the heck? No. Also, be ready. <laughs> we do have a combat episode coming down the pipe. <laughs> it's fine. I kn- I know they're coming. I just don't get as much enjoyment out of them as other people. It's not my. It- it's still fun to listen to. I like listening to it. It's just not that enjoyable. Does Matt have the- a? But that's like saying specific you know- editing that he's going for when he does that. Um, no, I think it's just usually him making a judgment call on, like, does this need to be it? He, and and when he edits, he does have a very light-handed approach. Like, really, at this point, the only things that are getting edited out are big chunks of silence, like if somebody's got to go deal with their kid, or rural debating Mm -hmm. that went for five, six minutes, like, but... Honestly, more times than not, I usually find myself listening to an episode and going, Matt, you left that in there? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, the whole um, Arginus Arasni comment that you guys jumped all over. <laughs> latched on to? Was, okay, wait a, a minute, I was wait like, a oh. Let's be straight here. Toast is the one that latched on to that hard. <laughs> I was like. Well, that was my, that was all I me. was like. Yeah, okay, kind of sassy saying this. I don't know what's going to happen with this. But then Toast was like, oh, no. Oh, I can't believe he did that. Oh, Tom. And she was just (laughs) on his ass. And I said, all right, well, I'm backing my partner up. (laughs) Swear to God. That's what a good partner does. Exactly. Oh, I, I. It's just funny because it's yeah. It it was it was something it's that stood to, out yeah. for you guys, right? And right. when we recorded that, I, it was such a throwaway. And like, what's funny about that situation? Like, Tom says the comment, and I was making a totally sarcastic comment back. But we had had like kind of a lot of role playing going on in that, and. I didn't mean to say it in Uhtred's voice. I had just been using his voice so much that night that my sarcastic <laughs> comment came out in Uhtred's voice, and then Kuchu just left it in, and it, it, it looked like it was actually being played out, when in reality, <laughs> that that was not played out like in a role-playing sense until you guys picked up on it on Dyson Salt, and then it, I guarantee Tom's like... We'll make it a thing now. Oh, he oh, said he would. Oh, he said absolutely. he would. Absolutely. Yeah. He said he, he said, would. Yeah. He never and intend- you should believe he him when he said he never said intended he it to be anything, which I, I only half believe, right. to be honest with you, because it just seemed like, well, then why would you say that? But now hearing you give, an, you know, this this other perspective on it that, yeah, he just sort of threw this comment out there and that you weren't actually, you maybe weren't actually role playing it, like intentionally. 
you just happen to sort of do it in each other mm. in those voices yeah. without meaning for that to be what they actually said. Yeah, okay. I, I believe it now. Yeah. But you're stuck with it, damn it. You hear me, Tom? I, you're stuck with it. Oh well he <laughs> listen, Tom's stuck with it. I'm not stuck with it. Uchir it certainly isn't. Uchir's like Yo, let's let's not talk to Rasdi again until we need to, because we figure some shit out. Like <laughs> he he's not right. trying to get no Rasni ass. That's for sure. <laughs> I look. I latched onto it because it was wildly different than anything that's usually happens in, in your your guys' shows. Right? It's it's you guys do role play and you do really good role play, but none of it is ever romantic. There's very little. We're not allowed even to. With the whole. You're not allowed to. Axel doesn't want us to romantically role play with them. <laughs> I didn't know that actually. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize it was a hard rule. Well, and all right. To, in fairness to Axel, it's because we're fucking assholes, and <laughs> we would just push it and push it and push it. Like, you know, it would get graphic. That, it would get bad. It would get, have to get cut out of. Like, <laughs> so it's like kind of one of those things where it's like it's not like Axel's being a dick about like oh you can't do it. It's just I know how you idiots are and. The best course of action is to not let that train leave the station. Oh, God. That's fair. That's awesome. That's fair. That is so awesome. (laughs) And now, of course, we're pushing it from the outside, which, you know, not having those those particular details till now, which is only, frankly, going to encourage me more. Yeah, but you won't won't break him. He's good about being like... Nope. Say whatever you want. Like. Oh no! I. I oh, I've already I, got. I doubt we have much of any. I've already influence. gotten Axel to break. I. I got. Well, you got to You got to catch him on things where he realizes, "Oh fuck, I was wrong." Like, oh no! Uh, I got him. To, I got him. Pasture Prime over thirty. I got him to snap in his uh, <laughs> interview on uh, Tales from the Table. Oh, did yeah. Because I said, "So what you're saying to the moderate to the." The, the gal moderating. I said, what you're saying is when beloved NPCs die, it hurts. And then Axel just, <laughs> he's on video and his hands throw up and he's like, oh my God, and big old reaction. I just totally, <laughs> totally got his ass right there. And to me, that's justified because like, okay, you kill a beloved NPC. Like, I get it. You're, you're storytelling. You're giving that, that emotional loss so we become more invested. But, like, you did Yando so dirty, man. You did not have to do that. You went completely off script and out of your way to do that to him after the fact like yeah i like i said if if he had <laughs> if there if he had some kind of role and he says hey i you know i just made a role because i couldn't you know i, I didn't want to write it one way or another i just i wanted to make a role and and see how it played or something you know see how it fell and left it up i'd be like i get it i'm there mm-hmm. it was the fact that he just arbitrarily decided it because he thought that was going to be better that drove me bonkers like failing a role i get it or even just a you know let's put it to a dice roll and see whether yondo lives or dies or something i'm like okay i can deal with that that's like like in combat or something right like if he left it at like when we got back from the sewers of vigil after the explosion went off and like you know we found yando dead but he like you could see he was trying to help get people like out of the city or something like a hero's death like all right cool i'm fine with that but then you turned him you had to go and turn him well i didn't even been okay with that turning him if we'd seen him like clearly he'd done some sort of hero's death and people were going i he got trapped under the building after he saved my six small children or something i'd be like i'd be like <laughs> okay that man that was heroic he, yeah there we go and he died the right way and then you bring him back oh that would have all been on tarbefon and his flunkies but you didn't give me exactly. any of that you just went to 
I'm the undead hunter thing that used to be Yondo. Die, die, die. And I'm like, what the? <laughs> it was too hard of a turn. Well, yeah, it, it, there was no... nothing softening it for us, right? There was nothing that gave us that closure. Right. On, no, he's gone. Sorry. And then, right. boom. I mean, bringing him back makes it there, but it would have kept it on the, you know, it would have put it on Tarbathon for me, which would have been in the story instead of Alex, you bastard, you know? I think it also, in hindsight, stands out even more because it was like the first pebble to fall in an avalanche, like Vipira got whacked oh, next. Yeah. Then Rogar oh, went God, away. Yeah, like was, it was brutal. Mm-hmm. That was brutal. Yeah, it was just a string of episodes where it was. it's like PCs and NPCs that we liked. Just yeah, they leaving. they were going down. Nothing. In I'll, I'll tell you right now. No matter what happens, the rest of this AP, no death will be worse than Thalias. Like oh, here it is. Oh right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Man, that shook us, shook me to the core. Like, I think in the episode, you hear us say, like, uh, everyone want to take a minute? And then, like, we're like, yeah, yeah, And then it comes back, like, in, what, 10 seconds or something? That was, like, mm-hmm. 15, 20 minutes of us just being like, oh, fuck, man. Like, I don't feel good right now. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, yeah, that I... was super brutal. I, I was surprised. At that, I mean, it. I get that it's dice rolls, and that could happen at any time. But that right. was that was brutal, super super brutal. And I, I, I had uh, to put I, my power I, dice down for a while. Uh, yeah, I understand yeah, I th- why I, you would do that. I, I, I think it also has to do with the specific crit that they got was just yeah, very brutal. ridiculously brutal. I mean, it's it's just short of like decapitation. It's like it's, it, it might be broke worse. His back or something. Yeah, and then I think Axel <laughs> flavored it like ripping him to pieces, like limb from limb. Yeah, like two two big right. chunks. I think he like tore him in half or something. Yeah, it was it was exceptionally vicious and brutal. Exceptionally yeah. so. And and to me, and it really hasn't gotten better. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> there's there's not a lot better on that. There's a lot of brutality. I just the thing to me that made that one stand out from others is that as the rolls are happening, Alex is going, you can hear him through the thing going, oh, oh God, it rolled a 20. <laughs> I should stop. I should stop rolling these. I didn't know the power. I, oh, and another 20. Oh God, I should put these away. And another 20. Oh dear <laughs> Lord. Why am I continuing to use these dice? Oh, and there's another 20. And I'm like, I wonder why you're continuing to use these dice. I really do wonder, you know? <laughs> so one of the things you said that that's caught me here, and I don't say this to equate your throwaway line or Tom's throwaway line about he's going to hook up with a Razni to this mm. in terms of importance in any degree. But you do know that one of the most famous things in our lifetimes, uh, well, a little before our lifetimes, but that we know of in our lifetimes, one of the most famous phrases with great power comes great responsibility was a hundred percent throwaway, right? Stanley has flat said, I think I, yeah, he never in, he, he just, he needed like filler. He's like, I just needed a filler throwaway line, something that was poignant for that moment. And bam, then I got it. And he goes, I don't understand what the hell people are kind of are still talking about it uh, with it. It's just blew his mind. Yeah. I mean, I think I've said before, it's like, it's always the things you, you don't expect to be picked up on that usually, you know, get blown either out of proportion or, or I don't want to say taken out of context, but I mean, like the, the things that end up being the things that stick in everyone's memory aren't the things that you would probably intend. Oh, man, I can't tell you how many times when we record an episode and like something will happen and I'm like, oh, they're, they're going to love this when they hear it. And then... It either, like, nobody makes any note of it or, like, um, a couple episodes on Dice and Salt. When we were fighting the 
Venus flytrap things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Axel rolled four natural 20s on Uhtred. And I thought at the very least you were going to take a victory lap toast. Because I think I, I made a <laughs> comment like, ah, yeah, the toast dice, they know what's up. I'm the, like, they're bane of their existence or something. And <laughs> just you guys like didn't pick up on it at all. And it's just interesting how when we record, there's things that I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that'll get picked up on. Because it was, to me, something that stood out in the episode. Sometimes mm-hmm. it does. Sometimes it just completely doesn't. It's yeah. like your guys' show is really neat because when I li- every time I get to listen to it, it's like it's cool to see what stood out to you guys in comparison to what I thought might or wouldn't. Like, well, I know I've told you before. I love every time I get any kind of shout out in the episodes. I, that just tickles me pink. And I especially liked <laughs> this episode. I did not make a comment about it in our regular episode and saved it for the interview because it was so much stuff. <laughs> you know, not not a lot of good targets here. And if you throw it at Elksy, who you think can take it, Richter's oh, yeah. gonna, you know, pillage <laughs> and riot and burn things to the ground. And I'm just all, yeah. Because I, I enjoyed the shout-outs. Because I, I, I thought he was going to go after Elksy in that moment. I, I absolutely thought <laughs> he was trying to too. protect him. Uh, I, I thought Elksy might be a target because I figured Elksy had enough hit points to soak it. Because that seemed to be what we what we had determined last time Elksy took a disintegrate. But uh, I think it was a harm spell. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. It was a harm yeah, spell. Yeah, it was a harm. Yeah, Elksy's pretty tanky. I enjoy I enjoy the also, heck out of her. Yeah, I, oh, I do yeah. too. I'm, I am glad that as much as I may have skepticism behind Elksy and Razni, I like that Axel brought her back in. If nothing else, it's just I get a lot of joy out of seeing Joe having all of his characters back, right? And right. that the power structure is still basically the same. Elksy's the strongest. Elias is behind <laughs> her, but ahead of Randolph. Like it's, it's just comedic joy for me. Yeah, I think that's fun. I guess the other question I kind of had for you is, do you enjoy having Alex playing basically a GM PC? Is that something you guys usually do, or is this new for you guys? Um, I guess it's something that, since we've been doing the podcast, kind of happened a lot, because, you know, Skull and Shackle, you have all the crew members, so that was all being done by him. And then we've always kind of each book had like an NPC that he was primarily playing as part of the group. It's not something that like when we were playing Homebrews and in Kingmaker that, well, Matt jammed Kingmaker, but prior to the podcast, a little background on us, we only ever played like Homebrews, that Axel worlds that he built and stories and all that stuff. Um, And that was Mm -hmm. not like a staple of, there was always the Axel's PC part of the group. I think for Tyrant's Grass, it was more a necessity of like, you're basically just alone so much that to have just one more person there to role play with was a needed outlet at times. I could see I, that. To be honest with you, I thought it was pretty organic and I've never, I've not felt, I mean, I realized Alex is, when he played Yondo and when he's playing Elksy, that he's, especially with awakening Alexi and then giving her class levels and things like that it's very much a gm pc but i i've never felt that it has been story-wise or even game-wise i mean it's there's always been a a reason that you wanted to have that a really strong reason why you wanted that person in the group like when you encountered yondo you were like oh thank god there's another body that'll help us and then when you Right, you know, yeah, no. I never said it was didn't feel organic or anything. Like that, he he's done it well, in a very right, good but I mean, way. I don't think I just didn't know if that was typical. Was intentional on his part. Like I don't think he was ever planning that that was going to necessarily happen that way. 
Um, uh, other than Elksy, I would, I would push say. back on that just a little bit because Axel is very much like an architect, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, there are times and situations and things like spur- in the moment, spontaneously, he'll do. But like when he takes something that's in the AP that piques his interest and expands on it, it's very intentional, and he's very throw and make sure that he goes through and finds a way so it will flow naturally and organic like you're saying Richter but like I mean Yando was not supposed to be nearly around or as part of the story to the level he was like even Elksy now like that's him ad-libbing but when he ad-libs it's incredibly planned out and rehearsed and thought about so it doesn't feel like it's forced. Yeah but I mean I don't I think Maybe I'm just way off, but I th- I thought that Yondo, that you guys asked Yondo to join and you guys kind of made him part of the group. And it was an after the fact that then Axel fleshed that out mm. and then took it as far as he did, even to the point of, you know, turning him into an undead, making him uh, an enemy and, you know, in the aftermath of Vigil. And I mean, Elksy, obviously, yeah, he had her and he sat on her until, you know, we had the Erasni reveal, which again, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Thelias was so well, I think so well liked, so well loved. And you guys clearly were so torn up about it. I think so was Thelias. Well, yeah, yeah, that's too soon, <laughs> too soon. I'm sorry. That's bad. Too soon. Um <laughs> I, I think that it was, you know, to that extent, I think it it's architected sort of after the fact, but I think it was taking those things on the fly and saying, gosh, how, what can I do with this now that this has happened? I mean, I'm not, I, I have a great deal of respect for, for Alex as a GM and, and as clever as he is, especially when he's, when he's tolerated, incorporated, you know, uh, some of the madness that I have. Uh, you know, thrown at him. Just I was so confused with the whole Nessie thing. I was like, whoa, what was all that? I thought it was like some lover of like Tarbafon, maybe or yeah. Oh no, no. I well, it was a lover of Tarbafon. That's how I pitched it. But it was strictly. I just was there in the chat, and I'm like, you know what? I need to throw something wild and crazy out. I don't know why I had that urge to do it, but I'm like, I'm throwing something out there, and I'm going to do this, and it's going to be so wild that it can't possibly be real. And this'll, you know, this'll be cool. This'll be fun. And so, you know, that's where I dropped the, you know, the Nessie subplot, you know, Tarbafon's former lover, you know, cast out and exiled and all this stuff. And, you know, and even in the interviews with Alex, he's like, I don't, where did you, you know, I was like, I didn't, I didn't know what the hell you were doing until suddenly I just, you know, realized. I don't think he did, to be yeah. honest. Well, he said he realized at one point, he says, he's got to be, it's got, he's got to just be doing it for fun. It's got to just be a total spoof on nothing. You know, he's just throwing shit out there, which is all that I was doing. So, I mean, you know, putting up with all that and uh, like I said, and and <laughs> crafting it in an, in an entertaining and funny way. And uh, I, I mean, I have a huge deal of respect for his ability to do that. But I, I and again, maybe I'm completely wrong, but I think that, you know, based on, uh, you know, the popularity of Thelias and, and his sidekick Elksy and then the fact that you guys, you know, brought yondo in just because and you know for, well i think with yondo said, it was more kind of like we're all trapped in here together yeah and then when i think actually when we finally got out at one point uchi even said something to him like you know we can't ask you to come along on this and yondo was like no no no, no. i feel like i should see it through to vigil because remember there, oh, there yeah, was yeah. at some point he was talking about like his mom in the woods but he was gonna like he never got back to his mom yeah. or maybe he did 
We can only hope. Well, maybe not hope that. Yeah, yet. I don't know that I would hope that because the only free time he had, <laughs> yeah, he was not a you know a good person at that point. I, I, yeah, I just, I, it seems to me, I, obviously, <laughs> some of these things when you come when you come down far enough, I think it's yeah, it's a it's a storytelling decision. I just think that it originally spawned out of a, and, and again, maybe I'm completely misreading this. I think it originally spawned out of your guys's choices in game, much like we'll have to bring it up. Uh at the book four retrospect because the only person that can really answer it is axel yeah yeah but will he uh probably maybe possibly i don't don't see why he wouldn't want to he's usually pretty good about giving an explanation as to why he did something as long as it doesn't have like there's it's finished it's like tied up right yeah as long as he's not giving out you know future spoilers or whatever That's my job. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we know. Arasni, Arasni, Arasni. <laughs> Gee, we should stop talking about hey, I only Arasni. said it once. Arasni, Arasni. I only said it once, and I was the first one to say it, so, like, it's understandable. No, you, you said <laughs> it more than once. I didn't say it, like, a minute and a half after the first person said it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I said it no, once. Just talk. Oh, God. <laughs> It was so funny. Was fun, I was though. so excited. I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna comment on this." Boom, boom, boom. And then I was like, "Oh, wait a minute. I don't know that that's actually better not I, draw well, attention I was, to." Well, I was in my head. I was like, <laughs> "Oh man, I'm not sure I should should say anything because I've I have some some spoiler information I have put to I have pulled together because I played some second edition and they have information in there that mm-hmm. you know kind of reveals some answers about tyrant's grasp and so i'm like thinking about it, i'm going wait i don't know that that's actually been revealed yet i mean that's what i was thinking that's what i was wanting but i don't know that that's actually been you mm-hmm. know aired yet and then i said okay i won't say anything i'll be smart i'll be i'll be good and then you know erasny 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 and i'm like well there you go See, that, that's a situation <laughs> where us having a, a buffer actually works against us. Because when we had done that retrospective, we have recorded, like, I think it was, like, three episodes into the the oh, next yeah. book. And You've like, been at, at basically at Crix's death at that point. Yeah, like, a lot of times in the Discord, somebody will say something, like, about the episode that came out on Friday. And I'm like, oh, wait, what? Did that happen? Like, because it was almost a month ago sometimes You mean, like, us. that time right. Tom was... Got his uh, scram, got the uh, arcane sight permanently on his eyeballs. And my first comment was, Yeah, until somebody dispels it. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, like that. Oh, uh, that's so awesome. <laughs> you guys do a great job, though, of, of keeping mm-hmm. it under your hats. You do a fantastic job of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've been pretty good about that. I mean, I think the Erasmus thing is the only time I can think of that you guys have actually given out spoilers of that magnitude. I mean, there might have been like small bits. I think we've done some like teasers. like Right. But like as far as like just straight up, oh shit, we should not have said that. I think that's the only time I can think of. Well, it's easy for me because I'm so bad at social media. I'm hardly ever posting anything in like the Discord or whatnot. <laughs> That's fine. We know you're around, and if we need you, you'll be there. I can be found, that's for sure. Joe's the one that's hard to pull that pin down. Mm. Yeah, and it's no easier in real life. <laughs> I remember, I'll give you another a, a quick a short story. Um, so, just something to wrap us up with. We were, me and Joe, at one point, had, had an apartment together, and I'm sitting, Joe was like, used to be very nocturnal, right? Like, sleep during the day, up during the night, and it was like, yeah, you know, four or five in the afternoon, right? So not that late. And Joe was like asleep and I'm sitting in the living room playing on the computer and 
all of a sudden I hear like our back door open and I can hear Joe's father's voice saying, hello, anybody home? And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck, Mr. T? Like, yeah, what? The, hey, what's going on? And he's like, oh, hey, Nick, um, have you seen Joe? I was like, yeah, he's uh, he's asleep in his bedroom. He's like, oh, oh, okay. We haven't been able to get hold of him for like three or four days. Just wanted to make sure he was still alive. And I was like, oh yeah, no, he's totally fine. I've seen him the last three or four days. Oh my god, totally good. Just sleeping, no worries. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I can totally see that too. Yeah, and I was like, oh yeah, he's right in there. If you want to go see him, he's like. Oh, no. Just making sure he's alive. Like, have a good night. See ya. Sleeves. <laughs> oh, shit. <sighs> I'm just hoping his wife well, doesn't have to do that. <laughs> no. There's no way. If he didn't come home, she'd be like, what the fuck? I'm calling the cops. Like, my husband's missing. <laughs> well, he, Fair. I, she's probably very responsible. His commentary to me, he pretty oh, much, yeah. you know, lives like he should, which is in fear of his wife. So, I mean, you know. <laughs> well, I, I feel like that's not a fair statement because... If Joe just lived like a normal person, he probably wouldn't have to live in fear of his wife. So. Hey, I live in fear of my wife, okay? Well, I mean, a that's, happy wife, a happy that's life. Where like, that's where it is. That's where it is. So Joe, Joe is pulling out whatever little reserves of responsibility he has and focusing it on her. And we just kind of take it, you know, we get it yes. in the shaft because we're just not her. Yep. Not that he forgets us. <laughs> oh, right well i don't know if we had any, i don't have any other questions for you i'm, I'm always here to, to listen to funny anecdotes but yeah, uh, we, i also have to edit one. this thing so yeah it's true <laughs> so usually we wrap these things up in about an hour yeah, so we're right I, on time pretty much there so perfect thanks for coming out nick i know you're yeah <sighs> been doing this a while i know how it works thanks for coming out i know you're, thanks for having you're me. pretty busy yeah like during the school year, during the semester, I like it's nice because you were like, "Could you do ten o'clock, or is that going to be too late?" And I was like, "No, that's actually like perfect." <laughs> yeah, I, I know because we're literally spanning the country here with people on both coasts. Mm. So, <laughs> damn you, Richter! Uh, damn me, damn me, damn me all to hell! Just remember, I disappear. <laughs> so goes some funding. That's my that's my ace in the hole. No, I'm saying, damn you, because you should be closer. Oh, yeah, <laughs> well. If I was closer, I'd be hanging out with you guys all the time. That's what I'm saying. You're too far away. Oh, well, now that you're saying you want me, okay. Well, thanks for coming by, Nick. That's going to do it for us this week. You can find us and the players on the Inspired Incompetence Discord. Links can be found at inspiredincompetence.com. I'm Lady Toast. And I'm Lord Richter. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Let, let's let's slow your roll, buddy. You got a circle. I'm not ready to say you got a sphere. I'm just talking basic geometry here. <laughs> what are you? It's 15 episodes in. Hey, your britches are big, huh? I pulled up my my There's carry my pants, just like Joe says, and I'm carrying us. No, I'm, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Toast carries us. Toast carries us. I think we have an indoor rink nearby too for like ice skating. We've got one here too. I just it's one of those things I. I'm trying to remember, I think like the last time I was on it and I, I keep looking at it and thinking, right. man, I just, I don't know that I can take a fall again. <laughs>
Yeah. I'm like, seriously. Oh, I'm getting to an age where I just uh, don't bounce right off that shit anymore. <laughs> it's like, isn't it worth chipping a uh, hip for this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah I'll, uh, we'll bring it out. We'll do it. I'll get out there. Nice. If I get knocked around, no big deal. I mean, other people are going to die, but I'll be fine. <laughs> we'll get you one of the uh, plastic things that you can hold on to that the oh, kids yeah, use when they're go. learning. That's perfect. That's <laughs> Looks like a perfect. walker. That's what I need. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. 